Hello, you lovely lot. We're the Embers Collective, a storytelling and music group based in London, bringing you myths and folklore from around the world. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcasts. If you enjoy what you hear, follow the Embers Collective on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, where you can find out about our wonderful live events and much more. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and keep up to date with our stories. So come warm yourself by the fire, get comfortable and enjoy. Once, there was a poor couple living in a hut on a hill overlooking a forest. They had joined in love and lived honest, simple lives. But for all their love, and not for want of trying, they could not have a baby. Life for them was harsh, as food was scarce, but the forest was their friend and gave to them all that it could drop from trees or be pulled from the soil. These gifts were gladly gathered by the man each day and taken to his wife each night to cook for them. The time came when the forest was less kind to the couple and they had to go and forage for food together. Roaming far into the forest's depths with the memory of taste tingling on their tongues. One unsuccessful day, the couple trudged home in the ebbing light with near-empty pockets and sorrow in their hearts. As the night set in and the moon grew full, its pure light guided them home. But in their silence and in their sorrow, somehow they separated. And it was not for some time that the woman realised she was alone. Panicked, she ran, crying, Husband! Oh, husband! And ears straining and heart beating, she waited for a reply, but heard nothing. So, stopping to sit and catch her breath, she looked up to find she was sat at the edge of a clearing. And there, in the moonlight, jostling, jostling from the dark earth, grew mushrooms. Mushrooms. So many mushrooms. Delighting in her good fortune, she fell to the ground and began to pick and eat as many as she could until, pockets straining and apron bulging, she walked back to the edge of the clearing where, by some good fortune, she heard the distant cry of her husband and, rushing towards the sound, found him standing, arms open, relief spreading across his face. He couldn't believe their good fortune and, on going to look for the moonlit mushroom clearing, strangely, he found none. On arriving home, they ate as they had not in weeks. And that night, full and content and warm and happy, they loved each other better than they had done before.
The next morning, they were surprised and delighted that the woman's belly had begun to swell. At long last, their baby had come. They both swore that it was their hearty mushroom meal which had allowed this to happen, but neither knew it had anything to do with how quickly her belly grew. Every day, swelling like ripe fruit, until, eventually, a baby girl was born. And not forgetting the meal, they decided to name the baby Gomba. And she grew their little Gomba girl. <laughs> oh, how quickly she did grow. They never thought it odd that little Gomba mushroomed from infant to childhood. They brushed it off as her being a fast grower and eating the right food from the little that they had. But, this was not true. Gomba had a little secret, and even she was not aware of it. The time came when seasons changed and food was again scarce. They struggled to feed their three bellies, so they had to send Gomba out foraging. Giving her a basket and warning her of the dangers, they sent her down to the edge of the forest and thinking her too young to find much, they were astonished when she came home with so many mushrooms. Big, small, thin, fat, black, white, slimy, even truffles in all their luxury. So many types. Not knowing how she did it, this continued every day, and the family gorged themselves at first, learning every which way you could cook, eat, and store them. Now Gomba's favorite meal was when they were simply fried in garlic, <laughs> and she was happy, and seemed to grow a little more each day. Eventually, they had so many mushrooms stored away that they could sell them at the market, and finding good custom, the family relied less on the other gifts from the forest and stopped eating mushrooms so often. Poor Gomba became quite ill. It was as though she needed them inside her. Their earth-like meat lining her belly and building her up piece by fleshy piece. For although the family ate them occasionally, they didn't know that Gomba, while out picking, ate them raw all day. For each she picked, she also ate one for herself, its taste melting into her like it belonged. Now, with half her portion being sold at the market, she had to do something, find another way to get her fix of fungi. So, she would wait until her parents were sleeping and slip out down to the forest where, under cover of darkness, she gorged herself. Until one evening, when the moon was full, she found herself quite lost 
Panicking, she ran, and then stopping to sit down and catch her breath, she looked up and found herself on the edge of a clearing. And there, in the moonlight, jostling, jostling from the dark earth, grew mushrooms. Mushrooms. So many mushrooms, and delighting in her good fortune, she fell to the ground and began to eat. Fist after fist, mouthful after mouthful, until her belly swelled and gomba. She felt something happen. A tingle and a pull, as though her insides were hardening. She tried to move, but found she was her feet rooted to the earth like two meaty trunks. Her arms went rigid, and her head could not turn. And as her eyes looked up at the moon, she took one last breath, and then... <sighs> her transformation was complete. And Gomba returned to the earth she came from. Of course, in the morning... When her parents awoke, they panicked to find Gomba gone. But gone she was. And no matter where they looked or how loud they shouted, she did not reappear. So, thinking the worst, they ventured down to the forest to look for her, calling and crying until the sun stretched low on the ground and the twisted shapes of trees smiled their dark smiles. As the night set in and the moon grew full, its pure light guided them. But... In their silence and in their sorrow, somehow they separated. And it was not for some time that the woman realised she was alone. Panicked, she ran, crying, Husband! Oh, husband! And ears straining and heart beating, she waited for a reply, but heard nothing. So, stopping to sit and catch her breath, she looked up to see she was sat at the edge of... Somewhere she had been before. And looking down, there, in the moonlight, jostling, jostling from the dark earth, there were mushrooms. Mushrooms. So many mushrooms. And there, amongst them all, was the biggest and most unusual mushroom she had ever seen. Not being someone to turn down gifts from the forest, she knelt she picked it, noting the squeal of air as she did so was strangely familiar. Staggering under its weight, she walked back to the edge of the clearing, where by some good fortune she heard the distant cry of her husband, and rushing towards the sound found him standing, arms open, relief spreading across his face, which turned to shock when he saw the monstrous mushroom. What luck, said he. What luck in the face of such tragedy. And so the two, guided by the moon, walked home. And on the way, they made a plan. They would lure Gomba home, yes. They would cook her her favourite meal. So, going to the kitchen, they set a large pan on the fire, fried some garlic, and taking a big knife, cut the mushroom into pieces and threw it into the pan. Opening the doors and shutters, they wafted the smell her daughter so loved down into the night with her apron, calling her name. 
Kom daar. Kom daar. But she never did come home. And we all know why, don't we? Gomba was written and performed by Sean Kidd. The music was composed and performed by Tim Karp. It was recorded live at Bally Studios. The sound engineer was Gabor Halas. This has been a recording courtesy of The Embers Collective.